0: I had to talk to somebody uh, with a lip ring. Have you ever had to do that? That should never have to happen. I had to talk to somebody with a lip ring. You ever talk to somebody, a, you ever hear somebody with a lip ring offer their opinion on something? It's almost adorable, you know? Is it, Cause like they have no idea that when they talk, all people hear is, hey, guess what else I'm wrong about? Like they don't even notice that that's what's coming out of their mouth. You want to know what i think no you fucked up that option when you did that to your face that's what happened there i know what you think it's wrong whatever it is no matter what you're saying and if you say something i agree with i'll change my mind because i can't be on the same side of any conversation i just don't want to listen to people give me opinions ever everybody everybody wants to tell you what they think about stuff like i I was in a bar the other day or all the time you know whatever makes a story work and uh there's a fella sitting there, and he's spouting off about the politics, and you got to vote for this guy, you got to vote for that guy, you got to get the... First off, I don't, think you got your, I don't think you're on the political pulse of the world if you're getting drunk on a Wednesday afternoon. I don't think you really know what's going on in the world. Furthermore, anybody that doesn't already realize that our world leaders are hand-selected by a committee of the Illuminati and the Lizard People to take a, take a hike, man. You don't know what's going on. Telling me my vote counts? That's a terrifying concept. Look around. All your votes count. I saw a guy taking a shit on a sidewalk earlier. His vote counts. That doesn't scare the fuck out of you. My vote counts. You should be terrified of that. I'm not qualified to pick out that. When I wear headphones, I think I become invisible. And you're telling me I can pick out presidents? That's too much. I stood at an airport urinal for 20 minutes once just with my iPod, iPod listening to Eddie Money's greatest hits just twirling my pubic hair like it was a villain's mustache. <laughs> I had to get halfway through two tickets to paradise before I realized there was other people around. <laughs> I'm not qualified to do anything. And, and then, like all my friends we were just all idiots that just drank and did drugs all the time and now my friends they have children oh oh that's that's that scares me to my bones they can't call qua- I, I my friend has two daughters I saw him fall off a roof on purpose once <laughs> but he just made kids you because you can do that I had another friend I was complaining on a Sunday night I was like oh I gotta go to work all day tomorrow I said, you gotta work I gotta babysit I'm Like babysit they're your children that's called <laughs> And everybody, it's always a miracle. Every time somebody is like, oh, it's just a miracle. We're having a kid, it's a miracle. Oh, uh, you had sex, right? Yeah? <laughs> then no. That's exactly what's supposed to happen from the sex as a baby. You try everything I, a... I always call it a miracle when the girl doesn't get pregnant. That's when I, that's when I get spiritual. Really, nothing at all? Nothing? All right, you're winning some points up there. I, okay. <laughs> But I don't know, it's, at least all my friends had the accident babies, which is a good thing. You know, they all had the mistake babies. Like, you what? You're pregnant? Uh, all right, fuck it. We'll keep it. We'll put it in the corner, throw food at it, see what happens. You know what I mean? Because that's going to be an interesting child. You know, there's nothing scarier than when you meet two people that are like, we're trying to have a baby. Those are the creepiest people I've ever met in my life because they're always the people that sit too close to each other at the bar already and they're like touchy and they like feed each other nachos all creepy like they're already weirdos and then they're like we're trying to have a baby Hmm. we're trying to have a baby no you're fucking that's what you're doing (laughs) but you're taking all the wonderful sticky filthy things about fucking. oh yeah maybe i'll slap that and do that maybe a finger no finger okay no finger you know (laughs) you're taking all those wonderful things and instead of that you're just replacing it with this is how we make little people with our faces on them and that's horrifying that should be the furthest concept from your mind that is disgusting this is how we make little you's and me's guys my name's is kyle Kinane. thank you very much
1: hello and welcome to clemente's corner how's it going Thanks for listening. I am doing a solo episode. So this is all me. Uh all again. I've done it once before. So we'll see what happens. I think I did it back in March when COVID first hit and I didn't have a guest. And here I am again. I said I was going to push out more content. I'm out here pushing out more content. You feel me? This might be a shorter episode. It's definitely going to be a shorter episode. I'm not going to talk for like 2 to 3 hours cuz that's nonsense. I can't talk to myself that long, you know? I get annoyed by myself. So I can't even imagine what you're going through right now. But hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. I have some podcasts planned. I got some big ones coming. I'm doing a live uh, podcast stream slash concert with uh, Dude Man, Dude Dash Man, Dude Dashman. Man. I don't know what they call themselves. Uh, it's this dude Foley, AKA Elton. He was supposed to be on a date, but we moved it. Uh, two weeks, we're going to go to his living room, going to do like a whole show slash podcast, we're going to start off with an interview, then do a whole performance thing, it's going to be dope, it's going to be cool, it's perfect for, you know, quarantining, social distancing, you know, uh, that's kill. Cool. I don't know if you guys are paying attention, uh, Texas, Amarillo, spiking, again, Lubbock is spiking, uh, they're going to shut down the bars in Lubbock, I believe, and I feel like if Lubbock's going to do it, we're probably going to do it as well, which sucks, uh, I just did two shows recently, uh, they went great it was awesome shout out to chris harrison and that guy raja a comic out of chicago and that guy raja uh he's not really a comedian i don't know what he would consider himself a promotional guy he's uh he's a good hype man he's a cool dude we had a lot of fun together um me chris raja saul was there kevin mason and super marcus who's actually another guest that's coming on anyway back to the the shows shows were fun Uh, i got to do zombies for the first time since june it's a cool little bar a little dive bar but they have a badass uh stage in the back and uh the show went amazing it was probably like the best that i've had in a long time and it felt great my spirits were high and i had another show the next day back-to-back shows next show is at marshall's tavern and um I got the I got to close both of them. Got to headline both of them. Uh, first show was amazing. Second show, flat, nothing at all. I did like I got some laughs, but it was the, the crowd was just dead, man. Like they were, I wasn't able to pull them back, and it was the the same set basically, almost exact same set. So I know the jokes worked. It was just maybe my energy was off. Maybe my timing was off. Maybe the crowd was just exhausted by the time I got on stage, I don't know exactly, but they were not fans, it did not, <laughs> didn't go well, the owner of the bar, uh, shout out Liz, she was there, and she saw me eat shit super hard, so, ah, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a sad moment, but that's like, that's part of comedy, you know, you gotta, you gotta bomb a lot, I was watching, uh, Dion Cole earlier today, he had a 40 minute clip he posted to YouTube, he's a really funny comic, but his clip was, um, instead of just showing a special of all his like best material he's worked out, he did a, a 40 minute clip, or it's like a compilation of clips of him just doing shows and working on new material, and that's, I think that's the part, uh, that's mostly what stand up comedy is, you know, it's mostly bombing, and that was the way he described it. You know, you only get to see, like, the finished product when it hits Netflix and all that. But you don't get to see, unless you go to their shows, you know, and follow them around and listen to their podcasts, all that. You don't get to see the bomb. You don't get to see, like, how the, when the jokes don't work or when the jokes have to be reworked, you know. Because when they're in their infancy, sometimes it takes months, even a year or so, to uh, get that joke the way you want it, the way to work the right way. I've been trying to work on a uh Jeffrey Dahmer joke for a long time and uh I think I got it in a good spot but it's hitting about 50/50 which is good you know it's better than what it was hitting at which was 00 I had a uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make cannibalism funny is what I'm what I'm trying to do and uh I'm going to find a way I'm I'm, I'm dedicated I'm going to make it work there will be a time you're going to hear it and be like damn that's a good cannibal joke Gets okay, a solid cannibal joke, you know. But it might take, might take five years. I don't know. I don't know how long it's gonna take. Just some stuff I gotta work through, you know, in my brain, in my chaos-filled uh, skull. You know. But anyway, got off topic a little bit. Shout out to uh, Chris Harrison and that guy Raja. They are on the Make America Laugh Again tour. You can search that on Facebook, or I guess you could search like the hashtag on Instagram whatnot you can see where they're at they're going all over the country um just trying to make america laugh it's a cool thing cool setup you know uh they got me to do my first show since june so that was amazing it was awesome felt great even bombing felt good you know that's how like i know like this is what i want to do you know because i can go and eat a bag of shit on stage and still be like man i can't wait to do this again like it doesn't it doesn't phase me like it does like it does other people. You know, some people try things out and they're like, Okay, well that hasn't been going well, so I'm done. And that's fair. I respect it. I understand. But I don't have that that in me, that that lack of uh it's not a lack of ambition, you know, but uh that drive to just keep going. I don't know what it is about stand up, but it's like it's it's hooked me, uh, in a way that I haven't noticed it hook other people, at least in my town. Very much because I just uh, I'm constantly like stuck on it, you know. Like it's taken over my life in certain ways, and I've kind of had to work out a a better work-life balance with uh, with comedy because you can get you can get absorbed, especially me. Like when I get on one thing and I, I get really absorbed into it, and then I don't think about anything else. And that could be great. It could be awesome, but it could also be really unhealthy when that's all that's uh, that's going on. I think it's I think it's all, it's always good to like take time take take time out. You know, relax, get your mind off of other things. Sometimes it's great to just not think about anything, and that's what's like so hard for me in this like information age. Is like it's it, I feel like if I'm not learning something, getting a new skill. Skill. <laughs> Getting a new skill. If I'm not, uh, you know, working on something. If I'm not being productive in one way or another when it comes to like writing or earning money or, you know, doing stand-up, doing a podcast, reading a book, listening to a like an informal podcast. Informal, is that the right word? No, not informal. Informational. <laughs> Gaining information. If I'm not doing something that is making me better, I feel like I'm wasting my time. And it's not a bad mindset, but it, if you continue to do that nonstop, it becomes a bad mindset. You can uh, you can definitely abuse that. And just you're not working at your best if you're not taking time off, if you're not relaxing, if you're not looking around and like enjoying yourself. You know, um, like I love doing this. It's a lot of fun. But I can get so absorbed into it to where it's like, I'm not, I'm not enjoying right now because I'm so focused on what's the next thing I'm doing, you know, what's the next five things. And it, yeah, it's, I think, uh, COVID, the pandemic, the shutdown has really like helped me, help me just to sit back and relax. Cause I was on constant go mode, man. I work, I, I work like a crackhead. I think. It's just I'm always doing something to where it's like I don't have time to to to, to watch T V to just enjoy to enjoy being lazy, you know, because if I am if I feel lazy, I immediately have to go like you know, go work out, go do something, go make sure I'm doing anything, any sort of work. Yeah, but now it's it's kinda changed my perspective to where it feels Feels good to take some time off. Feels good to to not record a podcast, you know, necessarily every week. Maybe I can miss some weekends, you know. Maybe I can go take some more vacations, take some time off of work. And it's been good. It's been great. It's been great so far. And we do have another show booked, uh, November 17th, Cactus Bar. I haven't been to Cactus in a while. Had some great shows. They had some of the best shows um, locally and cactus in my in my Amarillo career but I've also had uh, a couple a handful of just uh rowdy crowds man uh people who just don't want to hear what you have to say you know similar to what I did <laughs> at Zombies Thursday uh you get to uh you go to a bar and they're not expecting you maybe the promotions weren't done right or maybe they just uh don't want to hear it I don't know regardless uh you know there's there comes there always comes times when you're performing at a bar and the people at the bar are regulars and they just don't give a damn about anything you have to say and they're going to be as loud as they want to and kind of uh, in, in a sort of like rebellious manner and they're going to refuse to to pay an entry fee, they're going to refuse to acknowledge your existence and that's, <laughs> I think that's why it's, it's easy to get disheartened, especially right now uh, when it comes to performing live, people are sketched out about it. I know certainly a lot of Amarillo comedians, people who are performing um, on a somewhat regular basis are just completely dropped off, which is a, it is a blessing uh, in certain ways, you know, because no offense to, to some of those guys, girls out there, but I mean, if you're not committed, maybe you should get out of the way, you know, and that's it's kind of a fatalistic way to look at it. But it's a good, like, we're weeding out the bad. Not I'm not necessarily saying, you know, like, they're all bad comics and they can't get better and all this and all that. I'm just saying that uh, weeding out can be a good thing. It can be a, a positive thing for, it, for all of us, you know. If maybe, uh, you know, if we weren't that passionate about it to begin with and you don't feel a need to continue it, then that's great. That's good news, you know, not necessarily a negative thing. But it's good to see you know who is really with it, who really wants to continue, who really wants to be good at this and that's a hard thing to find in uh in Amarillo, Texas. I don't think it's as hard with other art forms you know like uh music painting things like that but it's 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 difficult with uh comedy and i I think there's some other um art forms out there that would that would be similar It's just comedy is this thing where you require an audience you know you can get decent at guitar practice songs all day and then just show up to any mic regardless of who's an audience and still have a good time you know still do well if no one's there but you can't do that really with with stand-up i mean you can go to some mics where no one's at and kind of work on some things but you don't know how well you you're truly doing if there's not uh someone reviewing you you know and if there's not an audience there it's to let you know, hey, you know, that was dumb. Or hey, that was actually really funny. I like that. You should keep doing stuff like that. It's uh it's the instant gratification that uh applies to stand up and maybe like I don't know, magic. I think magic would be a good um alternative other 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 art form that that is similar in that way. But yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. It was always difficult to do comedy here pre-COVID, but now, what's the word for current? Current COVID, <laughs> almost post. I was gonna say post, but this it's, bitch is spiking again. But yeah, it's uh, it, it can be very disheartening. It can there can be some just depressing times uh, when it comes to just you know working towards this thing that nobody really seems to to understand why you're doing it, you know, or why why you have this drive and they don't care to uh to nurture that or be be interested in that. And that's fine. I mean, that's that's just the reality of of the situation. You know, being in being in the 806 area code. Um it's it's quite a bit better in the Lubbock scene um as far as comedians participating working together working as a group like a unit we don't really have that uh, camaraderie as much as Lubbock because we're significantly smaller we're like a quarter of the size and so yeah there's just been times where it's just been I am doing a mic and it's just me and you know we'll see what happens sometimes it goes great sometimes it you know <laughs> Sometimes nothing happens, but it's it's the the shows that go great, the performances that go great are the ones that that keep me coming back, you know. Or the the ability to throw out a, a new joke, a new a new premise, and it not land. But then uh, after I say it, I go back to it, review it, change it, switch some things, find find new angles, and then I bring it back, and it, it kills. There's uh there's like no better feeling than that, you know. Maybe like having a child, but I don't think so no <laughs> definitely not your kids suck uh your kids aren't as cool as my jokes is what i'm trying to say so if you have kids out there just know that tell them so you should you should tell them that okay like, hey, just want you to know um you're not as um you know i'm not as proud of you as i would be if i was a comedian and i was telling jokes i'm proud of those you know you are a letdown you know unlike what i'm doing here which is which is fun and awesome for everybody, you know. Bring joy to the world. What are you doing, baby? No, you're just being a baby, you know. You can't even feed yourself. Can't even use a toilet. Um, as a kid roast. Anyway, I uh, November 17th, we are going to be at Cactus Bar. Uh, Saul Rodriguez, Austin the Hooligan, Kevin Mason. And then uh, i reached out to Stuart Cowan. And he is a local musician singer he's been on my podcast a couple times he's in a band called black caskets and i love uh their sound they're awesome they're kind of like a uh like a millennial black sabbath type i mean not as dark but they kind of go with that uh that dark vibe and i i dig it a lot it's really awesome so they're going to be closing out that show november 17th um we'll probably do i'll do ten dollar tickets you know make sure the band gets some money um yeah, and really working with these guys that are just touring through, uh, Chris and Raja. They, really, I saw a lot of what they're doing and how they're operating, and um, I want to apply that to myself. I want to, you know, get some merch going. I don't really see the point in performing if I'm not going to promote myself correctly, you know. Um, so I need to start doing that. I need to start taking this more seriously. I need to start treating it more like a business if I really want. Um, if I really want to reach something good, something great, if I really want to, yeah, reach a pinnacle, get better, get my name out there, meet, you know, rub shoulders with, with great performers, you know, I really gotta put myself out there more, is really what, what I need to do, especially if I plan on going to a bigger place. I am moving to Austin uh, next year, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully, the world is uh you know in a less dangerous place i don't know man i don't think uh (laughs) i don't think the election matters i don't think either candidate is gonna do much uh when it comes to uh preventing covid deaths i don't see like i understand it's the it's the president's fault like it falls on the president's shoulders it's the person to blame when when something terrible happens but also what the fuck was trump gonna do you know what i mean like what Gonna run around with ventilators, and take them to every house. Like, what do you? I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna get into politics because I don't give a shit. It's just like ridiculous, you know. Uh, vote early and whatnot and shit. <sighs> I've never, like, been less motivated to vote in my life. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta do it. It's the most annoying people telling you to vote, you know? Like, it would be fine if it was, like, like genuine and, like, a cool person you respected. But it's always, like, fucking, you know, Rosie O'Donnell or just, just people that don't, you know, they don't give a shit about you, you know? And they're only saying get out and vote if you vote for their person. You know? Otherwise it's fuck you. And it's just I don't know, it's gross. I don't I'm def if I'd vote, I'm definitely not voting uh for Republicans or Democrats. But I say things like that and people are like, Oh, so you're gonna wish your vote? Oh, so you're gonna vote you're gonna vote libertarian, you're gonna that you're just as you might as well just vote for Trump. You're just voting for Trump. If you if you don't believe in and if you don't do what I want you to do, then you're an asshole. And that's that's really what the basis of that argument is You know It's it's weird It's it's crazy times to To put all our faith into like one guy One guy In his 70s Who clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing And yes I'm applying that to both Candidates cause they're both Uh not Good choices they're not solid choice They're not I wouldn't stand behind either one of them you know what I mean Like I wouldn't trust either one of them to drive a car. You know. I wouldn't hang out with them at a barbecue. You know. They're not, they're not a very Obama like. You know. I think that's. <laughs> that's Biden's like only. Like his biggest accomplishment. It was like I was vice president. With Obama. That's like his. That's the only reason. he <laughs> He's like won the primaries. Which is because of Obama. There's nothing. Remotely likable about him he had doesn't have any outstanding leadership qualities uh he's not a great speaker doesn't have charisma like there's no there's nothing going for him other than hey i know a black guy you know what i mean and that's (laughs) i mean i guess it's better than the alternative uh depending on your viewpoint uh it's just how do we get to the point where there's nobody likable you know, like Hillary wasn't a likable candidate, but like, she wasn't this bad. You know, like people still liked Hillary. Democrats don't like Biden, you know, they're voting for him because they have to, to stop someone else. They're voting, they're not voting for Biden. They're voting to stop Trump, to get rid of Trump. And this is like, it's... It's weird to say it's the most divided we've been, because I'm sure we've we've always been divided. I mean, people were burning down newspapers. Um, what do you call those places? <laughs> they were burning down journalism buildings, newspaper buildings, and the uh the 17, 1800s. You know, people were tarring and feathering each other for talking shit in print media, and you know, people were were fighting during Vietnam. People were fighting during the civil war the great depression like there's always going to be division uh and i think social media has made it a lot worse um and for us in particular just because it's really easy it's so easy to just get on the wrong train and keep fucking rolling and not getting off it's so easy to fall into one conspiracy theory and then just pick up nine more, you know, and then you're Alex fucking Jones, and it's so easy to be Alex, like, it's, I don't, I, there's no way I could, like, hate anyone for their beliefs, you know, unless they're, like, an outright racist asshole, but, like, if you, like, truly believe that the world is run by, like, you know, pedophile vampires or whatever, (laughs) or there's a pizza gate, you know, if you, if you truly believe that, i can't fault you for that because that's what's been presented to you and that's all you've seen you haven't seen any alternative sources you haven't seen any other news that contradicts your beliefs because you log into facebook and facebook has an algorithm that pushes things towards you that you will agree with and it pushes things towards you that you will talk about things that you will argue about things that you will find controversial And it highlights those so you spend more time on the app, so you worry about notifications, so you you go back and forth and you get into little arguments over some shit that isn't worth arguing about or isn't productive for either person. You're not going to change anyone's mind on Facebook, but Facebook makes money off of you and it pushes you to stay on their app as long as possible. So obviously, you know, if you're like a right wing person, you're going to see some some weird leftist shit and you're going to be like what the fuck is this and you're going to be outraged and you're going to talk shit and you're going to you're going to cause a scene so to speak and that's that's the the current state of affairs that we're in right now you know people are like how could anyone vote for trump you know if you vote for trump you're a giant racist but these people are are just people they're regular everyday people they are relatives there are neighbors they're just they're not all pieces of shit you know they, they just, they've just been shown news that isn't your news. They've been shown things that you don't, that you aren't aware of. And they're I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying that they're, they're just, they have their reasons and it has nothing to do with racism. It has to do with, oh, well, I like, you know, the job growth or whatever their thing is, but just to, just to put people in a box. And of saying, no, you, you, you're just racist. It's, it's terrible. It's bad for everyone. It doesn't work out. It's, it's that's a bad precedent, you know? Um, it's disingenuous. It's a ton of bad things and I would love for it to stop. I would love, uh, to not care, you know? Cause I don't care who you vote for. I don't give a shit. I don't, I really don't. Like as, as an adult, you're, I, why? Why do why does it affect me who you voted for? You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't change who you are as a person. It doesn't change how you treat me. It doesn't it doesn't change my level of respect for you. And that should be how everyone feels about it, because it's not either way, we're getting fucked in the ass by whoever the president is. You know what I mean? Oh, anyway. Bunch of shit. That was that's my spiel on politics. Um <laughs> I think that's a, a good wrapping up point. I'm about 30 minutes in. Decent podcast. I was able to, uh, you know, entertain myself. Hopefully I entertained you guys. Check out um the show November 17th. I'm going to get some merch soon going. I just got to think of some design ideas. If you have any, if you know any local artists, um, reach out to me. I know there's several people I can choose from. I just haven't. Move the ball yet? I kind of want to have a good idea, but I'm definitely getting some merch with my name on it. Um, Maybe some Clemente's Corner t shirts. I think that'd be dope. What else? Maybe some koozies, some stickers. You know, I don't necessarily have a bunch of money to invest, but you know, I got to get my name out there somehow, and just posting on Facebook isn't going to be enough. Um, Doing shows without merch is going to make me some money, but it's not going to make any substantial money. I think a, a lot of the money would would have to come from, would have to come from t-shirts if I ever plan on touring, would have to come from, um, koozie stickers, you know, it's some, some cool little takeaways. And that's also a great promotion thing to do. So it's, there's so many ways, it's, it's good in so many ways. And I'm just, I've just kind of been lagging. I've just been focusing on, uh, the art side of it. You're just been focusing on getting as good as possible. And that's great. I should absolutely do that. But there's also a whole business side that if you're not good at, you're going to get passed by. So, um, yeah. I don't know if you guys are fans of comedy, but you should definitely check out this uh, podcast called Hot Breath. It's uh, Joe Byers. is a comedian out of Atlanta. And it's a whole comedy-oriented podcast, and it's really awesome. He interviews comedians, and they talk everything. They talk the business. They talk writing um just how to get better and that's awesome uh speaking of getting better ron funches has a podcast called getting better very motivational fun dude he gets high and giggles a lot he's cool um i listen to a lot of podcasts listen to a lot of comedians and just try to find motivation try to find inspiration try to find you know something that that i can learn from and grow from and build off of and that's life It's life, regardless of what path you want to go down, you know. Um, Just make sure you're better than you were yesterday. And I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Do better. Be better than you were yesterday. That's all it takes, you know. Learn something. Learn one thing. Take away one thing. And work towards a goal. Write down the goals. That sounds so corny, but like writing down your goals is is a it great it's it's the little simple things that make the biggest differences um so just shift your focus put it where it needs to go um and just try to be the best version of yourself try to get yeah best version of yourself try to be who you want to be who you would like to be we're not all there yet but we can get there absolutely so that's uh my little bit just wanted to uh do a short quick fun one just update some things uh... make sure you guys are still listening thank you for the support thank you for putting money into this it's awesome i've been able to invest in mics and i've been able to get some equipment and i've been able to get some cool things and uh... next i'm gonna invest in some merchandise some stickers for sure for my podcast um... and i'd like to do some shirts i feel like everyone does shirts you know maybe some beanies some beanies would be dope especially for the winter that's the only thing about beanies as they'd you know it's like weather permitting. No, some people just fucking wear beanies in the summer too, so anyway, um <laughs> thank you for listening. I'm gonna close this thing out. Um that's a good song I've been listening to recently. Do 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 Tad Dallasign dropped a new new album and it's really cool. I either wanna play that or I want to play some Kanye. Yeah, I'm going to play some Kanye. I'm going to play Hold My Liquor because I've been jamming to that song all day. So this is Hold My Liquor, Kanye West, Chief Keef, off the Yeezus album. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy. I'll see you soon. Uh, Every Tuesday, I will be at Marshall's Tavern. Come uh, up there, have a drink after 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and you'll see some jokes. So thank you very much. You have a blessed one.
2: I can hold my little, but this man can't handle his weed. Dark and now. on Chicago,
0: south of town. I'm on the other. I heard.
2: I'm back out my coma Waking up on your sofa When I park my Range Rover Slightly scratch your Corolla Okay, I smash your Corolla I'm hanging on a hangover Five years we been over Ask me why I came over One more hit and I can own ya One more fucking I can own ya One cold night in October Pussy had me floating Feel like deep Tupac Choba, pussy had me dead, might call Tupac over, Yeezy's all on your sofa, these the red I'm back at my coma.